Sunsets from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. John chapter 13, verse 13 to 15. One to go. You call me teacher and Lord. I am. If then your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You know, Jesus was not saying, do as I say. He says, do as I have done. He gave us a perfect example and says, copy this example. What I've done to you, do to others. He washed our feet. He washed the feet of the disciples and left us a pattern of feet washing. Now, we turned it to something we do in church, but it's not only something we're supposed to do in church, something we're supposed to do every day of the week. Wash the feet of the people who are, uh, who are in your world. And sometimes the feet of the people may be fruity. According to Pastor, uh, Pastor Fred, Pastor Fred Williams, who came from London, he, made, he shared this scripture and said that when the children of Israel used to wash feet, they used to walk around the Palestine and they walk around with their animals. So when you come to your house, that's the reason why they wash feet is because they sit mostly on the ground. So they, they walk around with animals, with cows and donkeys and goats and you know what happens to your feet when you walk around those animals. When you come back home, sometimes your feet will be fruity. Those, those are the words he used. <laughs> you know what that means, right? <laughs> so you have to wash fruity feet. You have to learn, tell somebody, you have to learn how to wash fruity feet. It means it won't smell nice. You understand? It will not be, when you are helping someone out, the help may not be necessarily reciprocated or or they will not appreciate what you have done. But God invites you to wash one another's feet. It means they are dirty. It means they are not perfect. You wash their feet. Do you guys understand what Jesus is asking us to do? We're going to meet imperfect people, but we will wash them. That's what he did. And he left us an example that we should wash feet like him. Okay, if there's an empty seat in front of you, please occupy it. There are people waiting at the door. So, thank you guys. Next scripture. I want us to read this together as well. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. One, two, go. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Pastor Ayo spoke about the difference between Christ Jesus and Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus 
Christ means the apostolos, the sent one. You understand? So Christ Jesus was what Jesus Christ was in heaven before he came to earth. He was Christ Jesus. He was the Christ before he came to the earth. But in the earth he took the name Jesus the Christ. And when he returned to heaven, he became again Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus refers to the eternity of God. The finished work of God in Christ Jesus. And Jesus Christ referred to the earthly man who was walking back in time. How God works that he finishes his work. Do you understand? For example, we, the other day we we're reading the book of Revelation. God says, okay, here's how everything is going to end. This Satan you guys are talking about, I have finished the judgment for Satan. Here's what I'm going to do to him. I'm going to carry Satan and his workers and put them in the lake of fire. And I'm going to carry hell and Hades and dump it in the lake of fire. And I'm going to carry all the nations that forget God and all the people who love Satan and his works and I'm going to carry them and put them also in the lake of fire. And he said, this is the second death. Do you guys understand? He says, this is the second death. That means that that's the final time when you're going to hear about Satan. And he said that in Revelation, revealed it to John, and then started to wait. We are always crying, devil, how far? <laughs> Do you understand? God, when are you going to finish this assignment with the devil? When are you going to kill the devil? Do you understand? When are you going to finish him so that he will stop troubling the nations? We are crying agony. But as far as God is concerned, Satan is finished. It's done. Done. It's amazing how God works. For every one of you, the purpose of God has been established. God can see your end days from your beginning. Then he allowed you to start living it from the beginning. Can you imagine the beauty of God? He knows where you're going to make mistakes. He knows how he's going to rectify the mistakes. He knows how many of you will have the strength to come back and beat your way back. He knows how many of you will struggle. And that's the place from where he releases grace. His knowledge of your incapacity doesn't make him to stop giving you an opportunity. So in Christ, there's the purpose that he has purposed in you before the foundation of the world. This is written for you so that whatever you encounter in the journey of your march towards Christ, you will not be discouraged by it. In this season, God has been speaking to me a lot about the encounters of his people. What his people are seeing, what his people are tasting, what life looks like to his people. This is what God is working on right now. But don't remember, don't, don't forget to remember that he has saved you and called you with a holy calling. Mm. He has saved you and called you with a holy calling. He has saved you and called you with a holy calling. He has saved you and called you with a holy calling. 
There's a call of God upon your life. Not because of your works, but because of what he had done in Christ Jesus. He finished it. And then you came to the world. And then there's this conversation. Are you going to be who I designed you to be? <laughs> Are you going to walk in all I designed you to walk in? Are you going to tell stories? You have workers who tell stories. You have staff who tell stories. They, they don't deliver. They just always tell stories. How does it make you feel? When you are waiting for something, they just one story will come out. Many times we're like that to God. May you not be that person. Oh, may the revelation of Christ, may the revelation of Christ fill your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. May the revelation of Christ fill your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be this person who is able to step into your calling. Tell somebody, step into your calling. This unrolling time, this time when God is revealing your calling, tell someone else, step into your calling. Tap them, tap them, tap them. Don't be afraid. You're in church. They will not, they will not do anything to you. Tap them. Say, step into your calling. Step in, step in. There's something in the heart of God for you. Don't just coast through life. Don't just empty your days. Oh my God, what a tragedy it is for you to live and make money and get and eat a lot of food and get fat like a cow and then finally die. And then they gather your body up. Like, man, the best testimony of your life is that you lived and served God's purpose in your generation. And here, here lies a man who died empty. Here lies one who did everything in the volumes of the books written about them. Here is one who walked with God unto all pleasing in the earth. Here is one who adventured with God. Oh, who went on a holy pilgrimage with God. Psalm 84 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. As they go to the valley of Baker, they make it a spring. They go from strength to strength until each one appears before God in Zion. Hey, how beautiful are those kind of guys who hear the command of God and respond. You were saved and called with a holy calling to fulfill something with your life. Your life is not an accident. Your life is not an accident. And it will not be easy, but you'll fulfill purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. You are one of those who fulfills purpose. You serve God in your generation. You do everything written about you in the volumes of the books. You accomplish your destiny. If you believe this, say amen. amen. Say I am the one. Lift up your hand and say I am the one. Who fulfills my purpose. Who accomplishes my destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. An old song says, I, I will arise and fulfill my destiny. I will arise and accomplish the will of God. I will arise in mighty victory. I will arise. I will arise. I think some Tundia Adekoke, some guy in University of Lauren wrote that song many years ago. Probably 25 years ago. But it's such a powerful song. You will rise up and you fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Death is abolished. It brings life. It brings immortality to light through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen.
I recommend this movie for you to watch. Paul, the Apostle of Christ. Can you have the lights, please? It was in the context of a very difficult environment that Paul launched his ministry. A ministry that was against everything in that time. He was bothered on both sides by opposition. On the Jewish side, they did not know why the gospel needs to go to the Gentiles. So the Christians who were Jews resisted him. On the Roman side, Rome saw Christians like a threat. In fact, in AD 64, when the great fire of Rome burned through the Roman Empire, through the city of Rome, Emperor Nero found no other people to blame by than Christians and thought that he would use that opportunity to wipe out Christians, so he instigated a very mass massacre. It was in this place that Trifine, that uh, Priscilla and Aquila grew. It was in these fires they were burnished and formed as believers. It was under this kind of pressure that their Christian work was activated. It was not in peace times. It was not in easy times. It was in soldiers around. It was a sword to their neck. It was beheadings. It was cruel murders. It was difficult for you to be a Christian at this time. So when we talk about Priscilla and Aquila then, we're talking about the traveling companions of Paul who walked along with Paul through this season. So Paul has been sent by Jesus Christ as an apostle of the new gospel to the Jews. And he will go to every new town preaching to the Jews first. And when the Jews refuse him, he will actually then go to the Gentiles. He will always start with the Jews. Always. Why? Because the Jews were not like necessarily better people than everybody else. But they were a model nation. God said, I will use the Jews to show the world what it looks like to be my people. What, so the other nations can see and feel what it feels like to be God's people. Who's a model? A model is someone whose body shape looks like the best of the ideal of a human being. And you take a dress, you take a shirt, and you fit it on the model. And the model creates a desirability. So Paul was that person who God chose to bring the gospel beyond the modeling phase because God was in transition. It was a season of transition and Israel was not doing well as God's model. So God decided to introduce another kind of model. And this new model was called the Gentiles. These Gentile believers now began to find access. In fact, the first person God sent to Gentiles was Simon Peter. And God had a whole encounter with him and said to him, go and preach to the, to the, to the Roman centurion, whose name was what? Cornelius. Cornelius, right? Oh, yes, you guys are Bible students. But Peter couldn't handle it. 
In fact, Peter was in their house. I think Peter was probably preaching a message like, guys, you need to give your life to Christ. If you are Jews now, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. I don't think his message was really fully balanced. He was just saying, this God and Savior of the Jews, Jesus Christ, who came for the... But these were Romans and other towns. So the Bible says, while he was yet speaking, God jumped over what he was saying and began to pour Holy Spirit on the people. Incredible, right? God showed from there that he was no discriminator of persons. But in the Jerusalem council, when Paul returned to, to Jerusalem to talk about the Gentiles, Paul, Simon was still insisting, they must be circumcised. They cannot come here. They must keep the laws of Moses. He kept insisting. And because he was insisting, guess what happened? God had to pass him over. And God saw one guy when they were killing Stephen. That's why you must watch this movie, Paul, the Apostle of Christ. They gathered all the clothes under him. He was a lawyer trained in the school of Gamaliel. Erudite, intelligent, incredible, sharp of wit, and powerful in the society, and powerful in the laws of the land. He could get people arrested. He was a prosecutor extraordinary. And not only will he get them arrested, he, was, he will make sure they go all the way to stoning to death. And every Jew was hailing him, kill the Christians, kill the Christians. And God saw him and God liked him. See, this guy can believe a lie like that. What if I give him the truth? So one of those journeys was traveling. Do you know how many Muslims are waiting to know the truth that we're playing with? Do you know? Do you know how many people on drugs right now are crying, God, just give me one day, one day of sobriety. One day. Do you know how many people on bad habits are crying, God, can you wash me just long enough? Can you cleanse me just a little bit more? And I will be on fire for you. This was the place from where Priscilla and Aquila came. They were traveling companions of Paul. The people who in this pressure held on to Christ. They were Roman citizens, but they were Jews. So Jews can domicile in Rome. You can get a green, green card in Rome as a Jew. So Priscilla and Aquila had green card in. But every excuse Rome had to expel the foreigners. So they expelled them the first time when they were in Corinth. And Paul met them in Corinth. And Paul found them to be so resourceful in the church in Corinth. In fact, the church in Corinth met at their house. And then, when Paul was traveling, he took them from Corinth to Ephesus to go and assist Timothy. Because Timothy was a super young pastor. Timothy is like one of these teenagers we brought out today. He was 18 or so when he became pastor of the church at Ephesus. The people who strengthened the church was actually Priscilla and Aquila. And once again, they made their church, their home, a host, a host place for the church. It's incredible how to walk in these difficult times of trials and temptations. When the church was being broken by Rome, how do you walk with God in such a time? So there are some lessons we can take away from the life of of Priscilla and Aquila. What are those lessons? Number one, 
They were family ministry. So it's the family that ministered together. So 1 Corinthians 16 verse 19 says, The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. They ministered together. They served God together. And it was the same Paul who said, I suffer a woman not to preach to the church in Corinth. Don't forget Priscilla and Aquila. And mostly, most times you hear Priscilla and Aquila. Aquila is the guy. Most times Priscilla was mentioned before Aquila. For those of you who are women who feel like you cannot be ministers, is a lie. Priscilla was a minister in the same early church. So Paul must be speaking about something else apart from whether women can minister or not minister. Women can minister. Priscilla was a powerful New Testament minister. And I'm sure they don't mention her. I'm sure you hear Deborah, you hear uh, Esther, you hear other women. But Priscilla was a New Testament woman of God. Sisters, if you're a sister next to you, tap them. We'll say woman of God. Oh, you guys don't know how to do something. I say tap the women and say woman of God. You are a Priscilla. You have something to give. And many times our family situations may not permit. For example, Hadiza and I are very different. Hadiza is not a pastor. Anyway, she's going to be preaching next Sunday. And her topic is His Mercy is More. I was so excited when it was time to post the flyer for this week. I posted last week's own instead, next week's own instead because Hadiza is coming to preach. It's going to be good. This is six months of work to get her to say yes. Thank God she cannot hear this. And Adia and I will not tell her. Adia and Talia will not tell her. You guys will not tell. You're good daughters of mine. <laughs> Sometimes the husband and the wife are not quite the same. So Hadiza is very keen on her children. Hadiza is a detailed mom. She's very involved. She's precise with her children. I saw this one, they were growing, not even now. Now it's even, she's even less. In those times, her four girls, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Carrying four children to school and we're living in VGC. And I had a prayer meeting at 6 a.m. every day, Godwin and I. I would dress up my daughters at four o'clock and leave before traffic starts at five. Four girls, they had a packed lunch, they had water, they had a snack, and they had a hot meal every day. It's a military operation. Do you understand? No room for error and 90 school days in a term, 90 over 90 were on time. We're never late. If they were late, Hadiza traveled. <laughs> like incredible amount of detail. If we're traveling, I don't do anything, Hadiza handles. There's no need for two people to worry about the same thing. You know what I mean? 
Some of you need uh, decoding to understand what I said. She is that good. When she sits with my children to review their essays, they sweat in their teeth because of how detailed she is. She's a good lawyer. But she refuses to be a pastor. Do you guys understand? And it's okay. Is it not okay? It's okay. Who says that a pastor and his wife must have Reverend and Reverend Mrs. like this picture? <laughs> By the side of every flyer, Reverend Moses and Reverend Mrs. Hadiza Ida Michaels. That's not what it means for us to do ministry together. You know what it means for us to do ministry together? It's to fuse together in ministry. So I'm here now. Every time she comes, she looks, where's the weakest point in this church? Hills Kids. She's there right now. Looking at the details. She gave me a review last week. You guys need to buy another computer for the kids. We need a keyboard for the kids. I'm like, once she's there, the details come out to me. Do you guys understand? That's actually how they do ministry together. It doesn't necessarily mean you are fighting for the mic. Do you understand? Or contesting for, if I post one, you must post one. Because today is also digital ministry. So you see husband and wife ministering together. You know, if your wife writes something, you must go there and say, thank you, my love. You write it well. <laughs> She doesn't even like my post. <laughs> no, she likes it sometimes. She's not much on social media. Or she's in the social media department of those who read, but don't say or like or click anything. They can't catch me. Lawyer. <laughs> Sorry, how did I get into this deep end? <laughs> but honestly, a family can minister together intuitively. You can find the person's way they are and come alongside them and two of you can join hands together to minister to people. In counseling, I find out in some counseling sessions, I need Hadiza. But Hadiza is easily scandalized. Does she want to hear bad stories? You say, what? You did that? <laughs> so, I don't tell her. <laughs> but there are some counseling sessions where I know that Telling this guy a woman's perspective is key. Hadiza is the best person to speak to men. She is very good with describing to another man what a woman feels like. Do you guys understand? So I understand how deeply, as a result, we're able to do ministry together. Who else could have your four daughters away and allow you in another town to be doing ministry and she's part of that ministry she's tuned she hears every single service she says nothing she she tells me the sound is low i say tell emmanuel <laughs> she, she'll call me and say the sound is low it's like call winifred i'm preaching i can't do anything about it right now <laughs> she's watching every day <laughs> do you guys understand how involved 
despite the distance. We can, a family is best when he does ministry together. My brothers, especially, let me speak to you guys. Draw your wives. Draw your wives together into the place of prayer and do spiritual work together as was Priscilla and Aquila. Guess who comes in right now? <laughs> I'm not looking that way. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the family that ministers together gets more powerful, gets more traction, gets more wisdom. Find your way. Talk about it. Discuss it. Put it on the table and build the kingdom of God together. Let's go. Next slide. Acts chapter 18 verse 26, one of the places the young people read. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. There was a young preacher called Apollos who came to town. He was very fiery. In fact, he was preaching in all the places where Saul, uh, Paul, Saul who became Paul, was preaching in. And people began to respect and pay attention to his message. It was a very strong message of the kingdom of God coming. But he stopped at John. He never met Christ. But when they saw the goodness of his heart and the fact that he was zealous for God and he was full of power, they took him aside. Guess who took him aside? Aquila and Priscilla took him aside and began to teach him. So can you imagine the mighty Apollos was taught by Priscilla and Aquila? Very powerful. I found that. So this guy was involved. These guys were involved in training behind the scenes. Next slide. Acts chapter 18 verse 3. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and walked. For by occupation, they were tent makers. Paul was in this itinerant ministry where he didn't have any financial support from most places. So he kept an occupation by the side as he ministered. As he went from town to town, he, he had a job. His job was tent makers. So Priscilla and Aquila were not just tent makers. They became business partners with Paul. They took Paul in and started doing business with him. Knowing he had skill. You guys understand the practicality of this? That the best person for you to do business with is someone who is aligned with you on values. I groan every time I hear people say, church people, we cannot do business with them. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. We are the best people you can do business with. And by the way, there's nobody called church person. If you meet me and I'm a man of God, I'm the best person for you to do business with. To the extent that I allow the word of God to, to percolate my heart, I will be way more ideal. Because in the thickest of the thick, when, when the business falls into trouble, the Holy Spirit, you can go and pray to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can press me at night. <laughs> While I'm sleeping, the Holy Spirit say, give him his money. 
<laughs> do right by do justice to this person. That's the best one to do business with. Who was I telling this story yesterday? Namfa is my business partner. And when we started the business, Namfa was always hot-headed. We come to the office screaming, screaming, screaming. He wasn't fully born again then. So a few F words would come out of his mouth. One day I looked at him and I said, Namfa, we cannot do business like this. You cannot be shouting at everybody. You cannot be shouting at me. I'm your senior partner in this business. You cannot be shouting at me. Neither should you be shouting at our staff like this. He kept for me. I said, okay, Nafa, the box stops here right now. You can have the business. Take all of it. Take everything. Don't forget, we're going to be 60 one day. This business will be dead. You have me and you. What kind of people are we going to be? We're going to be callous people who have roughed ourselves and hurt ourselves and crushed ourselves from business. Are we going to be brothers? Decide now. And it's this behavior you're doing that will disarming. Nafa dropped to the ground and literally repented. That's the beautiful thing about Nafa. Once he knows he's wrong, wrong he can repent. Eh? Nafa can argue with you from now until tomorrow. But if in his house he discovered that he was wrong in the argument, he will pick up the phone and ring you and say, hey, hey, Pastor Fred, that thing I said is not true. It's a lie. I'm sorry. That's such a powerful spirit, right? Because it's not that we will not get things wrong, but we have the humility to call back. He repented and said to me he was very sorry. And that was the last time literally he cursed anyone. And we will do business together. So we kept the business. At some point in time, I, be, I left the business. and went full-time. Nafa became the lead partner in the business. And I became an absent director. I was in Aberdeen. Nafa would get deals. Five million, his commission. He would send me two million naira. I didn't do any work. 500k, one million. Nafa would send it to me. I wasn't working. I was away. At this point in time, there's nothing that Nafa wants if I have it that I won't give him. I boast about him as a brother. Do you guys understand why we became partners? Partners. Because we're aligned on values. We finished one work like this. We got quite a good amount of money. We paid the guy who helped us to execute maybe 10% of the money we got. 90% we kept it away. Nafa woke up one day in the middle of the night, was weeping, called me. I said, the Holy Spirit will not allow him sleep that we cheated the guy. The guy was very happy with his money. Nafa was crying. We have to give him more. We have to give him more. I said, Nafa, that's exactly what I wanted to say to you. He wrote a check for 1.5 million naira. the guy I was not expecting and sent it to the guy. It's not the guy you want to be your partner fair, equitable, just, aligned on values. That's what you want as your partner. We can all be greedy. Let's not forget, the story of Priscilla and Aquila is not just a spiritual story. It's a natural story. This Saturday, we have business breakfast. Upper Saturday, we have business breakfast, right? And I want you guys to come because I want us to make a real business community here and we're near it. 
There are people who don't come to this church, but they love our business community and they are pressing in. I want to invite you guys who are here to come. Find yourself a partner who is aligned with you on values. It goes a long way. It doesn't mean that you guys will agree on everything. But that's what you really need to carry godly principles into the marketplace. I feel like God is drawing me back into character building. Most of my sharings in the last six weeks have been around this character. The forming of a strong person who can do exploits. Because these things delight the heart of God. Why are people doubting God? Because they can't see believers who look like Christ. Mahatma Gandhi said, if all Christians look like Christ, I would have believed in Christ. The Christ I read about is different from the Christians I'm seeing. May you be that Christian who in the marketplace esteems godly values in Jesus' name. May people be able to trust in you as a real estate provider. That you're not going to shaft them when, you, when they come to you in Jesus' name. May people begin to trust you as a technology provider that you're not going to upstage them and deceive them because they don't understand technology jargons. May people begin to count on you as a service provider that you will run above the call of duty to make your customers happy. May excellence rise up on the inside of you because you're a man of God. May the beauty and the glory of God come in the work of your hands. May you look like Christ. When you do a job, people are going to go, wow, 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 because you have the spirit of excellence on you. May you be the one who is the reconciler. When there is a fight, when people are drawing sword, may you be the one who speaks for peace. May God give you wise words to go and take resources from afar, multiply it in the name of Jesus Christ. Priscilla and Aquila became business partners for Paul and they enabled his ministry in no small measure that when he was going anywhere, he would have money. Priscilla and Aquila provided it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hosting the church, number four. They were opening up their home to catering. You saw the video. They were protecting the church from the hostile city out there. That's why they dissolved the church in their house in Rome. Because the government was coming for the church. They protected the church. Great. See, this Romans 16, verse 3 to 4. Let's read it together. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ, who risk their own necks for my life. To whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. They were good hosts. How many of you can never open your house to fellowship? Your house is too clean. You don't want any stain. Open your home. Thank God for some people like Mrs. Zinwane. She lets us do vigil in her house. Pastor ID. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I know it's with your permission that we used to come. <laughs> Thank you. Let's have more homes. Let's have more home fellowships. 
Let's have more home trainings. Let's have more reality. Invite us to your house. I heard some people invited some people to their house. I won't call their name. And they didn't, and they didn't put me inside. Then they were telling me later that Sister Esther was there and, uh, and um, Bola Gidon was there, Segi was there, and they didn't invite me. I'm like, why? They said that if I come, it won't be fun. I'm a lot of fun. Let me tell you guys now, I'm a lot of fun. <laughs> Host, do you know most of our faith failures happen when we try to have fun, when we try to relax, when we try to go out. That's actually when we open our eye gates to the, to the kingdom of darkness. If you can find a community of people who are like yourself, and you guys can have godly fun together, you protect yourself. So that's why the devil makes people in the church to look distasteful in your eyes. To look, you look down at them so that you will never be able to connect with them. Knowing that every time you guys connect, because you know there's a commonality of God that is the stitch beyond you, binding you guys. Host in your house. Tell somebody, open your house. Shake them. Say, open your house. Open your house. And if your house is open right now, don't feel bad like Pastor Bobby feels bad that his house is always open. <laughs> don't feel bad. <laughs> is this practical enough? Can you guys understand this? When you want to have fun, look for a godly atmosphere. Look for sisters like yourself. You want to talk about fashion, talk about it with believers. You want to talk about beauty, look for godly people. You want to talk about cars, look for godly men. Let the values of the kingdom drive all your conversation. Permutate everything, infiltrate everything with the gospel. You don't want to talk about technology. Look for Christians who are geeky. Let's create a community of musicians who are happy to talk about music anytime. Do you understand? Let's create pockets. This is actually how the church is formed. And I know that God is forming a church here, a real genuine church. In the relationships I see, many of you are connecting behind the scenes. You are loving on each other. You are buying each other meals. You are actually in each other's houses. You are having so much fun and fellowship. You're, I'm just asking you, remember your pastor. <laughs> Ah, that's how I hooked up two people here. One of them is near me right now, somewhere here. I'm the one who introduced them all. Then they now became friends. Then they now cut me out of their friendship. I'm like, how? <laughs> they now tied friends. They talk all the time, three times a day. Like, how about text me once? I did the connection. I did the connect. That's a joke. Some of you got it in good time. You guys are getting better at understanding my jokes now. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? It's, Christianity is only sweet when we do it together. The devil will do everything to poison the church. So once the church is poisoned, it doesn't look like the house of God. When you hear believers, you want to close your ears. When you hear the people of God, you want to, you want to curse because of what you've experienced. But don't let trauma drive your behavior invite somebody again invite somebody different you will never know what you can get 
there will be good people here who can stand with you, who you can call in the night. In the time when it's dark all around you, you can have someone who you can say, please pray with me. Please reach out your hand and squeeze somebody's hands this morning and say, be my brother, be my sister. Can I count on you? Can I invite you to lunch? Say to them, can I invite you to lunch? <laughs> I've taken it too far from zero to hundred real quick. <laughs> Honestly, when we start doing and hosting the kingdom of God, our houses will explode, will power. The reality of this God we're talking about will filter all the way to our children. You have good people around you. Amen. The final one, love. Trifina, I keep going to Trifina, Trifosa, but it's Priscilla and Aquila because my, heart, my mind is ahead of the next message I'm going to preach, which is Trifina and Trifosa. No, I'm not preaching that. I'm going to refuse to preach it. There are so many and in the Bible. I just see all the and messages, you know. So, honestly, Priscilla and Aquila is, an, is a mark of, the, of a family of love. The church they built in Ephesus was so full of love that when God was going to refer to them in, in Revelations, God pointed back to their first love, which they left. They were a church of love. It was so powerful. It was so together. that from the lecture hall of Tyrannus in there, the whole of Asia had the word. Paul began to teach every day. Every single day, Paul taught in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. That at the end of two years, three years, the whole of Asia was filled with the word of God from Ephesus. And Timothy was the pastor. And of course, Priscilla and Aquila were the deacons. They're the ones who studied people. They're the ones who taught people. They were resource persons behind. Do you guys understand this? Love. He said, I also know how you bravely endure trials and persecutions because of my name. Yet, you have not become discouraged. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you have for me at the beginning. Think about how far you've fallen. Repent and do the works of love that you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lifestyle from its place of influence if you do not repent. In Revelation, God was talking about the love in the church in Ephesus. Can we build a church of love? Can we build a church where people care? Can we build a church where no one is abusing love? Can we build a church where, you know, somebody called me. I missed the call. I was actually in a funeral. I missed the call. person sent me a text. I didn't see the text until the next day. But obviously, my red emotion, emotion has, you know, like I don't, I'm not one of those people who blocks my WhatsApp. If you send me a WhatsApp, I, you see when I read it. You cannot beat me. I'm in my house. I saw it, but I couldn't reply, right? Before I called her, she blocked me. Please don't block your pastor. It's not good character. There's nothing I haven't seen, no. Nothing when Muhammad, no, they see, forget. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? We have to offer each other grace. Say grace. Say love. Love is not only love from the pastor. If you found a friend in this church, let our love go from two of you guys to each other. That's already what? Love. 
Don't be a love taker. There's some people who are love takers. When they come to you, it's always, are you going to pay my fare? Are you going to buy me food? Are you going to do this thing? Remember I spoke about it, about generosity, when we talk about generosity. When we go out to lunch, some people's purse are always missing. Oh, my purse is in the car. Don't be that person. Tell somebody, don't be that person. Be the person who pays. Oh, I'm just out of money right now. Could you raise me? Don't be a love taker. Be a giver. Be a giver. In those days, when I used to invite people, would you like to come for tea? The people are afraid. Ah, this pastor, how much is the budget of tea with him going to be? He looks like the one who will do high tea. Well, muffins will go for 7,000 naira. I don't want to go for tea with him. But guess what? A trial will convince you. Come for tea with me and I will pay. By the grace of God, God will allow me to be able to pay. Be the one who pays. Be the one who is generous. Be the one who shocks people. Be the one who opens your hand. Let there be love. Let there be love. Let people cheat you. Let them take. Let them take your money and run away. They can never cheat you. Nobody can ever cheat you. If you believe this, it will never happen. I feel like no one can cheat me. I can't be cheated. You may think you're cheating me, but I'm blessing you. Let there be love. 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 Oh, mashakutim, brother, Okay, I want us to read Romans chapter 16 in mass. So this is where we're going to round up now. This is a practical message. The object of this message is to break open your heart so your heart can think differently. I'm rewriting your code as to what love looks like. I'm rewiring your mind by the finger of God today. Allow your mind to be reprogrammed for you to see the beauty of the people of God. This house is a house of God. There are beautiful brothers and sisters here. There are good men and women here. We are the people of God. Say, I'm a man of God. We are good people here. This is a house of healing. If you've been going through something, this is the place you're going to find healing and restoration. If you're broken, this is the place you're going to be restored. This is not the house of, to perpetuate brokenness. We're not going to double your trauma. By the grace of God, we will come around you and release the oil of the Spirit of God. There will be healing and restoration in every way. In the name of Jesus. I want us to quickly read this scripture. Oh, I thought I was preaching for only 30 minutes. I've gone already 45 minutes. Romans 16, but let's do this real quick. Is it okay? Can you give me 10 more minutes? Romans 16. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do the New King James Version. And I want you to shout the name of the people. Shout their names. When you reach a name, call out all the names. The church is built on the backs of people. Do you understand? And Paul knew. People used to say, oh, I'm an apostle. I don't remember anyone. It's not true. That's not a true apostle. Paul says, my little children of whom I travel until Christ be formed in you. Paul was a super apostle, but he remembered the names of people. Do you understand? Everyone is important. 
Do you guys understand? Don't believe that thing that apostles don't remember anything. It's not true. Apostles only worry about opening new territories. No. Apostles worry about people. All the work of God is carried on the backs of people. So let's read this together. One, two, go. I recommend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is the servant of the church in Sentia, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ, Jesus, who risk their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my brother Epanitos, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junior, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplias, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachys, my beloved. Greet Apelles, approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodium, my countryman. Greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord, the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet Asincitos, Philigon, Hemas, Petrobas, Hemis, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philologos and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ by their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I'm glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timothy, my fellow workers, and Lucius, Jason, and my Sosipata, my countryman, greet you. I, Tetius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host, and the host of the whole church, greet you. Erastus, the treasurer of the city, greet you. And Quatus, a brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret before the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Have you ever read this scripture like this before? 
I'm bringing you guys to the back corners of the scripture. I know some of you, all you know is Jeremiah chapter 29. I know the plans I have for you. Psalm, Psalm 1, blessed is the man. Psalm 23, the Lord is my light and my, no, Lord is my shepherd. And uh, which, which are Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the most like, like, stop reading those scriptures. You know them already. There are other scriptures like this one. People are the currency of the kingdom. God cares about you personally. When you don't give, the church suffers. When you don't show up, we are dry. When we don't see you, we're hurt. We feel it. You are important. I need you to know every Sunday you wake up, you're important. Every weekday, you're not thinking about the church and our community and what we're building together. We suffer. I need you to know the essence of your contribution so you don't disappear. Don't disappear communicate do you guys understand let's build a house together people think that the church is built by the pastor no no pastor pastors people people choose their pastor people have come here they haven't chosen me as their pastor yet and I know so I actually respect that on the day they choose me as their pastor I will know too because I'm discerning do you guys understand? Release yourself to be pastored because the best of the ministry grace is available when you are truly pastored. Allow yourself to be pastored. Allow yourself to hear a message from the beginning to the end. Allow yourself to sit with the word. Allow yourself to finish a process. If we, if we say we're doing a school of supernatural studies don't start and finish halfway and run away before we finish finish everything complete your righteousness do you guys understand there's power in the total package what the devil wants to do is to make us get the highlights of Christianity only come here to worship and hear the word and run away no you are a part of this family there's something God has put here that is drawing you to come back again and again it means you belong here Allow yourself to be pastored. Allow the word of God to go through you. Allow brothers and sisters to love you. Allow yourself to enter deep in relationship. Behind every ministry are the unknowns. Do you understand? This is number six, actually. Behind every ministry are the unknowns. Ecclesia Hills is functioning because of pastors and leaders and a few people. And in some kind of way, I am jealous over them. I want to protect them from error. I want to protect my leaders from extremism. I want to protect them from the extremism of grace, where they think the grace of God is always abounding. They can do anything. Or the extremism of chasing only after power, no balance. Just power, power, power. Because as far as God is concerned, a false balance is an abomination before God. God wants you to be rightfully dividing the word of truth. And I honor and celebrate our pastors here in public and in private. Look at them. These are our pastors. When we do projects, these are the people who call to come and lead one kind of project or the other. And the thing about recognizing people is that you know that somebody's name is going to be missing. It's not intentional. Doesn't mean that we don't recognize what you're doing. Do you understand? I wrote this in the night at 4 a.m. 
The Holy Spirit said, write their names out. So I started writing. The ones that, if your name is not there, no vex. Because that's the exact opposite of what I'm trying to achieve is to call out people's names. So let's call their names from the pastors. One, Pastor Fred, Latin Day, Pastor Heidi, Pastor Esther, Pastor Zena, Pastor Uche, Pastor Precious, Pastor Habid, Hadiza, Pastor Bobby. Who are the project leads? Olua Damilola, Chingwe, Olukayede, Martha, Dolako, Lovett, Zola, Sandra, Kilete. Who are the unit heads? Emmanuel, Ebere, Pastor Fred, Kemi and Jane in Ushers, Siphon on our audio deck, Abimbola leading the Justice Project, Godwin leading Hills Music, Anebet leading Operations, and we have like an informal advisory group of people who can talk to us as leaders, Pastor Chintok, Pastor Niger, Pastor Easy, Pastor Chris Delvan, they come in from time to time and just support us. Then. On the other side, they, they are always the unknowns. You may not know them, but there are plenty of people in this unknown team. That's where many people are. So, the only time we look that way is when Martha, you understand? If Martha moves a little bit, we just look that way. All of us just turn like, do you, do you guys understand? Like Emmanuel was ill for two weeks. Do you understand? His team just rose up behind him. Thank God for Winifred. What an amazing young woman. You guys are simply amazing. Simply amazing. This whole church technology that all people online are watching is just a few people, two or three people. If they move like this, everything will just cut out. <laughs> but they keep it week after week. Then they give us. You know, this church has a secret. There are some secret givers. They don't come here. Some are in Canada. Some are somewhere. We just see 200K. When our money is running out, we just see 500K from someone. They give us in this church. Let's put our hands together. The designers. The kind of commendation I get whenever I post any flag, people are like waiting every week to see like, uh-uh, where is our flag going to come? Like, incredible. And our graphics designer is actually in-house. She's so excellent. Excellent. Right now, I don't even tell her. I just give her the caption. She gets the scripture. She gets the message. In the early days, she used to tell me, tell me, what do you want to achieve with this? And I'll look and I'll create a little caption that describes. Then she'll go find. And you know our flyers is not about advertising persons. So we found an artsy, artsy way of representing Christ. It's people. How many of you know there's a prayer group called Prayer Hill? Totally invisible here. But we have a prayer team that prays. And Pastor Fred leads Prayer Hill. When we finish, there are some people who are going to pack up and go. When we have left, there are some people who are going to stay behind and pack up. They work together with Operation Seed, led by Annie. Put your hands together for them. There are outreach teams. There are planning teams. How many of you know we have the best plans in this church? Think of Our planning team is incredible. It's led by our project manager. 
Oluwadami Lola. She thought I've forgotten her name. She's actually very good. Very interesting thing happened when I told her, you're going to be our project manager and you're going to, you're going to be planning our project, but you're not going to be executing yourself. You're going to look for project leads who are going to, and then you're going to just work with them. That same week she got to work, her boss called her and said, you're going to be a project manager. You're not going to be executing yourself. I'm going to just select team leads and you're going to work with them. Exactly what she was doing here. She said, you're doing a Fidelity Bank. Crazy. Talk about God setting up someone. Do you guys understand? So whatever skill she was getting here, using in the workplace, whatever she's skills she was doing, bringing us spreadsheets that are totally mad. You know, our ideation process just... You understand? We're getting special applications of planning, and I'm like, wow, this is Holy Spirit. <laughs> do you understand? So you can actually do administration by the Holy Spirit where you don't struggle. I don't struggle as a pastor because of many people who put their hands on the plow and create these things. So I want to bring it out today in this message of Priscilla and Aquila. And every time you see a church, it's people. Anything that's working in this church, somebody's behind it. Any business, Hill's business, Pastor Fred is behind it. You understand? Anything that's working, someone is breaking that. Hill's things, Kiki is behind it. You understand? Finance, Ibim is behind it. She's sorting out finance. Hill Center, Chingwe is the administrator of Hill Center. She's behind it. Anything that's working, there's somebody there. You guys understand? Can you do something for the kingdom? It doesn't have to be here, wherever you are. It doesn't have to be here, wherever you are. Build the kingdom of God. And you cannot say you don't have anything. In fact, the moment you stop worrying about your problem and start building the kingdom, you discover that your problem, you look back, your problem is no more there. It's no more there. God always sorts out the things that have to do with you as you look after his kingdom. Let me jump over this slide. So when we don't recognize people, five things happen. Number one. When we don't recognize... So sometimes we say, we don't want to talk about the encounters of God we have because we are too humble. And what happens is that we stop celebrating the grace of God. As a result, people don't look forward to encounters anymore. Yeah? Then, when we run from testifying, because we don't want people to be aware of what's happening, we don't testify. People begin to doubt the power of God. I remember somebody here was traveling. A snake, they stopped to buy fuel or something like that. A snake crawled up under the chair where she was sitting in the middle of nowhere. In that moment, she looked down, saw a snake, and jumped up before the snake could attack her. She came back. I said, this is actually mighty deliverance. Don't you want to testify? She said, oh, yeah, she wants to testify. Then on Sunday morning, I said, are you ready to testify? She said, no. My sister said, I can't testify. I said, why? She said, my sister said that everybody will know that I traveled by night bus. I couldn't buy a ticket for my sister. I'm like... I can't travel by night bus, even me right now. Because of our personal trauma, we refuse to testify of the glory of God. 
Even mighty deliverance that God brings to us, we don't want to talk about it. So people can't see God because people believe God is not working. There are so many testimonies in this church. Deliverance, provision, open door, healing. I get the testimonies personally, but I'm not going to be the one to steal your thunder now. I don't steal thunder. I don't steal people's thunder. You have to blow your own thunder by yourself. Do you guys understand this? Sing it out what the Lord has done for you. Say it out what God has done in your life. So people don't want to give because of abuse. People don't want, people avoid difficult conversations. When you avoid difficult conversations, guess what happens? Eventually, people continue their mistakes. A difficult conversation is like Pastor Zena stepped on me. And Pastor Zena, I don't like what you did. Do you understand? She may not, you may think like she's going to cut you off, but politely say it as much as you can. Have difficult conversations. When you, don't, when you avoid those conversations, what happens is that people continue doing the wrong things that they are doing. But don't be rude. Be nice. Be polite. Be gentle. But have those conversations. Is that, is that a good teaching? So, this is actually something that a lot of people stay on, not honor. Do you understand? Because we're so simple, what happens that sometimes people don't honor? Do you understand? They abuse the. So, I'm busy catching one fire. Another fire is burning. Don't forget that the, the key is not for Pastor Moses alone to do it. It's for all of us to turn and do it to the world. Whatever you see in terms of care that you receive, give it to someone else. The whole idea is not for me to do it for you alone. The whole idea is that as I care over the pastors, the pastors turn and care over the people. Care. Care enough. Send someone a text. I'm always telling you, Godwin, so Godwin say, somebody's sick, I say, have you gone to see the person? If Godwin comes, have I come or not? If Godwin has gone to see a musician who is sick, have I gone there or not? I may not be able to go to everywhere. But if Pastor Fred has come to see, have I come or not? If Pastor Uche has come to see, have I come or not? That's exactly what I want us to achieve. So that everybody gets the care they need. We must be cared for. Say, I must be cared for. Say, I must also give care. Everybody must feel the love of God in this house. The message of Priscilla and Aquila it's not a heavenly, heavenly message. It's a real message on earth of human beings who came together to make the work of God in the hands of Paul strong. We hear about Paul, a mighty man, great in word, writing many deeds, but many of the letters he did not even write. In this episode, we saw that Luke wrote the one. In this letter we read in Romans, the guy who wrote it said it. I wrote it. What's his name? Tertius wrote that last chapter of Romans that we see. Paul did not write Romans. Tetius wrote that particular place. I don't know whether it was all of it, but definitely that particular letter which we read, Tetius wrote it. Do you guys understand? So many of the things we see which we call those people's name, it was people who stood behind them. Don't be weary. Don't be tired. God honors your sacrifice. Receive the blessing of God receive the encouragement of God today. Today I break the back of every trauma with church. Today I remove the pain of every church hurt. 
Everything that people have done to you in the house of God that has inhibited you. Every pastor that has spoken to you badly. Every man of God that hurt you. Every lying prophet that came and gave you a lying prophecy that made you to be against the word of God. Today, I break it off of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I declare healing and life. And you will be free again to serve the Lord. Free again to worship. Free again to glorify. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive freedom. Receive life. Receive the ability to honor, to give, to testify, to stand, to speak, to declare the glory of God. Receive strength in your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your word. We bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.